do not quit your job. Do not take out new debt and do not spend all your money. Leave your money in the bank. Buying a home is exciting, but the process can be overwhelming. Trying to understand all of the paperwork, financing, and what you need to do can be stressful. Without knowing what you're doing or where things stand, it's hard to move forward. Or worse, you could make a mistake that costs you thousands of dollars. That's where the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, hosted by Jeff Jones, comes in. Jeff is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur. He helps take the guesswork out of home buying by providing you with the details, resources, and professionals that make the process easier to understand so you can successfully buy your next home with confidence. Now here's Jeff. Hey, thank you for joining me for the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast today. Today, we're going to be talking about money and about getting pre-approved. You know, and as a buyer, you need to partner with a professional. That's going to be a real estate agent or maybe a lender. Uh, a lender is another professional that you need to have in your corner working with you. Uh, and part of that lender's responsibility is to help you plan the money. How much money are you going to need? How are you going to get the money to pay in for the home if you're not going to be paying cash for it? If you don't already have all that money saved up, where are you going to get that? So today we're going to be talking about pre-approval. What is it? Why it's important and the kind of cash that you'll need. So let's jump right into the interview with Becca. Hey, thank you for joining me on the podcast here today. This is the podcast where we help buyers get ready to buy their home. And today I have with me Becca Roop. Uh, she's a friend of mine. She's in uh, the North Mississippi area, Mid-South area where I am. She is a loan officer with Guaranteed Rate. And today she's going to be talking to us about pre-approval. What is it? Why is it important? And kind of how do you get that? And that may differ depending on the market that you're in and a lender that you may use if Becca's not your lender. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk some about that kind of stuff. And uh, Becca, hey, before we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, um, I'm Becca Roop. I work with Guaranteed Rate. I'm a loan officer. Um, I've been in mortgage for a good 20 years now. Um, held a few different positions. And honestly, I just love it. I love helping families and helping them buy their homes. It's a very rewarding career. Um, I really enjoy uh, what I do. So I look forward to giving you, you know, answering any questions and giving you any information that you guys might want and how to get started and how to buy a home. Okay. Well, uh, part of the framework that we go through for get, getting you ready to buy or get me ready to buy is a partner with professionals and then plan the money. So, Partnering with professionals, uh, not just a real estate agent, but you need a professional lender on your side unless you're paying cash for the money. And then you need to plan the money if you're going to be getting a loan for the property. So we're just going to jump right in. We're kind of covering those two topics today. Uh, so we hear this word in our industry an awful lot, and that word is pre-approval. So tell us exactly what pre-approval is. Pre-approval is probably the, one of the most important steps in buying a home. It is that initial conversation that's going to let you know what you qualify for, how much money you need, what your monthly payment's going to be, and really get the framework started to know that you're working um, towards buying a home and also that you're shopping within your, your budget. Um, the actual process is it's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward, but... Um, sorry about that. That's okay. 
alarm was going off. I just I just made sure mine was off. Yeah, so. <laughs> phone was on mute, but my alarm was going off. So, um, but it, it's yeah. it's really an important step. Most um, to start seeing homes, most agents do require it, um, and it's strongly encouraged for those reasons. You just want to make sure that you're uh, ready to move forward with that step, and you're shopping in the right uh, price range for yourself. Yeah, I know as an agent, I, I'm always torn between, you know, with a buyer coming to me, says, hey, I'm interested in buying a house. Okay, have you talked with a lender or anybody in this like, No. And um, I've really pressed them to, to go through the pre-approval process. Mm -hmm. Depending on the home, if there's a home they want to go see, depending on that home, what's all involved in that, I might actually go meet them face-to-face -face in a home instead of trying to get them to meet me you know, at a coffee shop somewhere or, a, you know, somewhere to get a drink or, you know, whatever. I may go ahead and meet them there, but because it's difficult to be, to, to hold that line and be hard. Nope. If you're not pre-approved, I'm not going to show you that, show you that property at all, because, you know, let's face it without having buyers making offers and closing, mm -hmm. we don't get paid, you know, right. either as a lender or as me. So there's always this tension, but I'll tell folks, I said, listen, if you were selling your home, and you have a $350,000 home and you're selling your home. And every time it's shown, you have to get your house ready. You have to pack up the kids or pack up the dog, kennel the dog, leave and be gone for 35 minutes to an hour. And then you find out that the people who were looking at it haven't even gone through the process to know if they can even afford to purchase the home. Mm -hmm. How frustrated would you be? So I try to put it back on them to say, if you've not done that step, I know you want to go look at this house that just fits everything you want. But if you've not even gone through the pre-approval process, why even get um, possibly disappointed that you weren't able to get it fast mm -hmm. enough? Let's just start now and get pre-approved. Uh, and you mentioned it's important. And I know that reason. What, what others, why else is it important to get that pre-approval done? Well, because sometimes there's things that, you know, maybe you don't know about, or maybe there's programs that you could qualify for that you're not aware of. There's a lot that we're going to discuss um, through the process. So we're going to look at your income, um, your debts, how much money you have, and your credit. And then from there, we would talk about um, how much you can qualify for, as well as what you could budget for a mortgage payment. Um, those are not always the same thing. So we're going to have that discussion as well as look at your credit and maybe identify any potential issues. Um, I talk to a lot of people about their credit report and a lot of times uh, there could be things on there that you're not aware of good or bad. Sometimes people think that there's a hard stop because of something on their credit. That's really, you know, not an issue. And other times they're not aware it is. So we really want to go through and make sure, you know, all your ducks are in a row, everything's taken care of. And if there is anything um, potentially that could be an issue that we're working on that as fast, you know, as quickly and as fast as possible. So we can get you to that point to start looking at homes. Yeah. And, um, in, in looking at the credit scores and credit reports and stuff, you know, if their debt is a little higher, um, I try to encourage folks, have that conversation with, with Becca or a lender, wherever you are, have that conversation with a lender. Because if you start trying to do that stuff on your own, you could actually make your credit score worse if you like paid everything off and didn't. Oh. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as lenders, in no way are we encouraging people not to pay their bills. I mean, that's always you want to take care of your responsibilities. But my goal, your goal is to get in a house. So when we look at a credit report, I don't want you to pay off things that's going to hurt your credit score. Um, I want to really utilize your money in the best way to get your family where you're wanting to be. So if we can um, pay off debts to qualify, great. We can actually do that at the closing table. You do not have to do it in advance. We can just let you know that you need um, X amount of money for closing costs, down payment, whatever it is, plus the money to maybe pay off a credit card or, you know, the last couple payments on a loan. There's things that we can look at. And then I also have the ability to look at your credit and say, hey, you know, maybe to qualify for a down payment assistance program, you need 10 more points on your credit report. You could do X, Y, and Z to get that bump and qualify for the program. So I can look at it both ways. One is what to, what to not pay off because it could potentially lower your score into after closing. Um, and then also what to pay off to get you cl- maybe that benefit of the loan program that you need. Um, so that's one of the reviews that we that we look at. Yeah, I, I love being able to uh, Google stuff, look at it on YouTube, even use the AI that's out now mm-hmm. to find answers about how to do stuff. But trying to figure out getting yourself ready to buy a home on your own without talking to that professional, I, I just hear too many people that made mistakes trying to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Just have a conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, what What are some of the reasons it, that you've heard from folks of not wanting to talk to you or other lenders? What what reasons do they give of why they're not going to pursue that? They're scared to know what we're going to say. And <laughs> that is probably the number one thing I hear is we didn't want to hear you say no. Well, I'm not going to, I mean, I might have to say not right now, but I'm going to tell you if you do the following, you know, you can become a homeowner. It's not a scary conversation. It's not negative. It's, you know, we're not, being judgmental on your credit report. I guarantee you we've seen everything on there before. Um, It's really just to have that conversation to get started, to know know what steps to take. When you're a household, you're going to look at your finances on how to pay your bills and take care of your family. I'm looking at your file as to get a mortgage. They're not always the same outlook on a credit report or your debts or or different things. So just to get that perspective of what how I'm going to look at your income or how I'm going to look at your debts and how the underwriters are going to look at that um, really puts a better game plan, a better goal set in mind, because then you know that you're focused and accomplishing things that's going to get you towards your goal and not accidentally paying something off that might lower your credit score that's going to delay delay things. Um, so it's just it's just having that conversation and working as a team to get you to to your goal of being a homeowner. Yeah. And um, they don't want to hear no. And mm-hmm. they also don't want us knowing all the details of their life. You know, yeah, they're they're They uh, and, and not just the no, but it's they if everything is not perfect, they're they do associate that we're going to make some kind of judgment, you know, mm-hmm. on them. And it's like, these, these are facts. This is just information. This isn't saying you messed up, you did something wrong or you did things great. It's just, here are the facts. Here's what we need, mm-hmm. you know? And so how do we get there? doesn't matter how we got where we are now. How do we get where we need to be so that you can become a homeowner and mm-hmm. begin building your own wealth by building your equity, by owning a home? Absolutely. So how do we get there? Now, you mentioned a minute ago um, about um, cash and stuff that's needed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know, and I'll have folks come to me and they're going like, well, I'm paying, I'm paying 2000 a month in rent. I can handle the $2,000, you know, house payment. And let's say that their income says they can qualify, their income and debt says they could qualify for a $2,000 mortgage. Um, they, um, they also have, um, enough, uh, just income period, not even their debt to income ratio, but just enough income to qualify for that. What keeps them from being able to purchase that two hundred that two thousand dollar a month house that that's not part of the uh, their credit report or their income? Money, cash to close. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and we 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 talk about that as well. Um, you know, we've got to really talk about what you can come up with, what you've got available, as well as what programs we can utilize. Hey, thank you for hanging with the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast so far. You need to know how ready you are to buy a home, so get your score at readytobuyscore.com. You'll pick a few statements, get an email telling you what your score is and what you need to focus on to get ready to buy a home. If I can help you in my market, which is the Mid-South, the Memphis metro area, please let me know. If you're in another market, I've got agents all over the country and in a few countries around the world. Reach out to me and I'll connect you with one of our agents who can help you get your home bought wherever you are. Now back to the show. Yeah. And, and programs vary by part of the country. Mm -hmm. Programs vary by even neighborhoods in the same city or county. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what's going on. And they vary by lender. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you're in our market, I want you to have a conversation with Becca first. But Becca may not have a product that's available to you. So it is it is okay to have conversations with more than one to find out what's out there that may work for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but start with one and figure out. And if you find a product that's going to work for you, man, just go all in and get started for that. Uh, so it depends on a, home, a brand new homeowner. Uh, haven't owned a home in the last, what, uh, how many years three, for a new home? Three years. Typically, if you haven't owned, if you haven't owned a home in three years, you're mm -hmm. considered a first time home buyer. Mm -hmm. um, and there may be loan products out there for, uh, first responders for mm -hmm. law enforcement, all of those folks, there are teachers, there are special programs out there. So just explore those options. But cash, let's just say it doesn't matter where the cash comes from on a typical, let's say 350, let's just say 300 because it's easier to do a typical $300,000 house. What do you normally see that they would need for let's break it down into two things, their down payment and what we consider closing costs. Okay. Um, so it depends on loan program. So for 300,000, um, if you're doing an FHA loan, minimum down payment is three and a half percent. Um, conventional for first time home buyers will let you do 3%. So for at 300,000, you know, three and a half percent, $10,500 plus you're going to have closing costs on top of that. Um, and then at the 3%, that'd be $9,000. And then you'd have your, your closing cost. Yeah. And I'll deal with closing costs in another podcast to mm -hmm. get into all that. But so let's just say, you know, if you needed, you know, three and a half percent down payment and you need three, let's say and a half, because closing costs are anywhere from three to 4%. Um, that's what I, I tell people, actually, you're on three to five. So if that's 4%, mm -hmm. that's 7% on top of a $350,000 house. So you're talking about uh, 10, 5, and 12. So you can need you need a little more about 22, 50, 21, 50 
-hmm. in cash to be able to purchase that home. Mm -hmm. Now, those loan products might help you get the down payment taken care of or most of it. There might even be some monies left over to help with some closing costs, uh, right? That what's what you usually typically see? Yeah, depending on the program, we'll determine how much you get. So the programs in our area range anywhere from six to $25,000. It really depends on the program between Mississippi and Tennessee that you qualify for. Um, okay. So that would first then apply to your down payment. Anything remaining could go to your to your closing costs. Um, and then from there, we would be, you know, talking about the remaining balance, you know, anything that you would be responsible for is the funds that we would have to document that you would have um, and where we'd be where we'd be getting those from. Yeah, I know it's I know it's not the case today, but I did have a buyer uh, back at the end of 2020. We, we were in COVID, but there was still market was still really strong and hot back then. And they put down five hundred dollars earnest money on a home they bought in the USDA area. The seller actually contributed their closing costs. And when they closed on their home, they got the keys and they got their five hundred dollars back. Absolutely. Yep. US. Now, they were out of pocket. They were out of pocket paying for the home inspection and paying for the appraisal, mm -hmm. which together was not even a thousand dollars, but they were able to get that. It's hard to get that. But with fewer buyers in the market right now, even though there's not as much on the market currently as we're recording this in June of, of 2023, even though there's not as much inventory on the market, there is the potential to get those sellers to contribute some closing costs for mm -hmm. you just because they do want to get their home sold with the higher rates. They have to offer some incentives, all those kind of things. But the point is have a conversation with a lender, right? Figure out what mm -hmm. is out there so that you can know. And if, if you're, if you're coming to a lender or coming to, to a, a real estate agent, a realtor like me, and you're saying, I don't have any money in the bank, you know, we're not going to turn you away, but we may not be able to help you right now. You know, you mm -hmm. might need to put some of that money in, in the bank so that you have some money in there. I can't guarantee you a seller's going to pay closing costs. And I can't guarantee you're going to get a loan program that's going to pay for some of those um, down payment or some of the closing costs and prepaid items and stuff. But um, so there's the potential for loan programs. There's a potential for the seller to contribute. How else might they be able, might a buyer be able to get some of those funds that would help them purchase a home? Um, do you mean outside of down payment assistance programs, like where they could personally come yeah. up with it or down payment assistance yep. options? Without the, the programs and down payment assistance. Um, the first thing that we encourage people to do is check if they have a 401k. Um, 401k okay. would allow, they do allow you for a withdrawal to purchase the primary residence. So you can contact them um, about doing a withdrawal or a loan against it to come up with the money. That's absolutely acceptable. We just document that you've um, withdrawn that money from the account. The other thing is family gifts. So we can, um, you know, if you have any family members that can help contribute to buying the home, we do have to document where the gifts come from. So there is um, a paper trail that we'd have to kind of discuss on how to how to show that for the underwriters. Um, and then, you know, other times people get creative. They've I've had people sell cars. I've had, you know, maybe they have. Uh, I had someone last year sell a boat, you know, and we documented how much the boat was worth and that they sold their boat and that they had the money in their account and they were allowed to use it. I mean, they're 
there's ways you can come up with money. So it's really just having that conversation. Like, you know, Hey, I, you know, I had someone one time sell an antique gun. I mean, the people sometimes have money, stuff that's worth money and they're, they're willing to part with it to buy a home. And that's acceptable. We just have to talk about it. So you know how to document that the funds, so they're allowed to be used. Um, You cannot use cash to buy a house. So I learned learned something new. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no cash. You can't walk in with a duffel bag at the closing table. So we do have to make sure that we've documented the money in your account. Um, underwriters will look at the deposits and ask where, where funds have came from. So uh, bill of sales, invoices, things like that. We just keep track of them and, okay. and show where you made the money. When, when uh, the, the, there's a term I've heard, I think that I've heard called seasoning when mm-hmm. you're getting that gift and where that stuff's coming from, that's not from a normal paycheck. Um, what typical is a length of time for a gift? You know, when we're talking about that seasoning and if it's a gift, how long does it need to be in the bank? The person giving you the funds, um, we would just have to, basically the person giving the funds, depending on the loan program, would have to show a 30-day bank statement um, showing the withdraw the funds that was given to you for the gift. So we do not want to see any large deposits, you know, if they're gifting you $5,000 and there's a large cash deposit right before that, um, those are the things that underwriters are going to question. So typically 30 to 60 days, once that gift's given, you can transfer it, they can transfer it to your bank account, or it actually can go to the closing attorney and the closing attorney can hold the funds for closing. Um, we would need a gift letter, which the lender will provide. We all have our own, uh, approved gift letter that both parties would sign. Um, they would need to give me a 30-day bank statement showing the withdrawal funds. Most people do go to the bank or online to get that um, because their recent bank, the most recent bank statement is not going to show that transaction. So they'll do a 30-day printout um, and then proof of the receipt. So we end either in your personal bank account or the attorney, um, and we can use that. Now, for the borrower's account, seasoning does get a little bit um, – that's really where we look at it a little stronger – if you um, put money in the bank, typically 60-day seasoning. We have to show two months bank statements on most loan programs. So if there is a large deposit, um, the underwriter is going to ask where it came from. And if we cannot document where that came from, it becomes unusable funds. Um, so it would get uh, reduced from the money that we show to buy the home. Um, so you really want to season those funds so that they've been in there long enough to become allowable to purchase the home. Okay. Uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, think about telling you before I was going to ask you this question, uh, but I think you can answer it pretty easily. Let's say somebody makes a loan application today to get Mm pre-approved. Their credit score is great. They have money in the bank and they actually have at their fingertips today, every piece of document that you're going to ask for, you know, a couple of years of tax returns, uh, a statement, uh, bank statements, uh, employment, all that stuff. You, you got everything today and at noon today, they turned everything into you. How quickly typically would you be able to get them a pre-approval letter? Um, so if someone asks how long it takes to get pre-approved, typically I quote 24 hours, depending on workflow. But if you're sitting at a house wanting to write a contract and you have every piece of paper that you can send me application in, 
honestly, I can get through an application in 30 minutes. So it, yeah. So if you're, you know, in that situation where you're sitting there, you've got all your papers, applications completed, you're ready to submit an offer. Just let me know. You know, we can, we can work with okay. that. It takes about 30 minutes. Um, of course, depends on how complicated a file is. Um, if you just submit your application online, send me your documents, general workflow. I try to get through them within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make potential buyers aware that it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, yeah. don't put some rush on it. And chances are you're going to have to go find something that uh -huh. you're going to have to figure out how to get it, how to upload it. And but it when but putting it back on the buyer, the typical loan officer, when you've submitted everything, they're working on it because they mm -hmm. know time is of the essence for mm -hmm. you to be able to get your home, get in that home. And that's how they make their that's how they make their living. That's how they earn their living, just mm -hmm. like, you know. Uh, the donut shop folks make their money by making donuts every morning. <laughs> they mm -hmm. got to get in there early and get that dough and all stuff going and get the sugar going and make those stuff. And I'm hungry right now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but a loan officer, they're going to be working on that too. They're not, it's not going to be sitting on somebody's desk for mm -mm. three or four days. Uh, they're going to be getting on that, but it's up to you to get the stuff together that you need. They can't, mm -hmm. they're not going to come to your house and go through your file boxes or send emails for you to the IRS to get your transcripts, all those kinds of things. You need to do those. The buyers need to do those things. So um, that's, that's kind of why I was asking you that. Cause I know if, if they have everything on go and it's just all ready and there's no issues at all, you know, they could probably be putting in an offer on a house by the end of the day. Oh yeah. Uh, with mm -hmm. everything moving great, but chances are, they're not going to have everything and we're going to be waiting on them. Mm -hmm. The so, biggest uh, delay is they, they, finding papers. It, it, it is yeah. as far as they don't know where their taxes or their W2s. We have to create IRS.gov accounts. I mean, and let us know if there's something specific. You're like, hey, I cannot find this. Just let us know. We can kind of help let you know maybe where you could do it. Um, it does take a little bit of work um, and you are going to have to be able to track down those those papers. OK, real quick, as we wrap mm -hmm. things up. Yeah. Uh, and you don't really need to give any explanation to these, but um, the top three things in your mind not to do before closing on a home. You've already gotten pre-approved. Uh, we've already <laughs> got an offer accepted on a home and uh -huh. we're moving to get closed to get them keys. Your top three things that you want to tell every buyer, do not do this. Do not quit your job. Do not take out new debt. And do not spend all your money. Leave your money in the bank. So it's tempting to buy furniture. Wait till we give you your keys. Leave leave everything as is. Um, probably biggest three things right there. Yeah, and and speaking of jobs, uh, the lender typically is going to be verifying your employment the day of. Mm -hmm closing or day before, or maybe the next day or something, they're going to make sure that you still have that job with that you applied for. So um, we, we do. And there's, yeah. And there's, there's every lender's a little bit different, but just know they're going to be checking that. So, you know, if you are going to change jobs or quit jobs, I would wait a couple of days after you got the keys just to <laughs> yeah. make sure everything is good, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, Hey Becca, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, let's tell, tell our listeners, uh, if they don't have a lender already, where, where can you help depending on where they are in the country, where are you able to help them? I am licensed in Mississippi, Tennessee, 
Arkansas, Alabama, and Minnesota. So, but my company is nationwide. So even if you're listening, you have questions and you're in another state, feel free to reach out. I can always get you to someone uh, to help. That's no problem at all. Okay. And I'll have links in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it, wherever you get podcasts, there'll be links uh, to reach out to, to contact Becca. If you're, if she's in, in a market that she can service you, or if she's not, where guaranteed rate can service you as well. What's the best way for folks to contact you if they're in uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, or Minnesota? Not not touching the mid south at all. But no. anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, you can call or email me. So I, uh, my phone number nine zero one seven three four eight zero eight zero. Um, or you can send me an email. It's Becca, B-E-C-C-A, period, Roop, R-U-P-E, at rate.com. Um, I'd be happy to help. If you have questions on how to get started, just reach out. Okay. And if they're not in one of those areas, but they're looking, uh, rate.com? Rate.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. We... Rate.com. Find, find a lender in your area and mm-hmm. tell them Jeff and Becca sent you. So yeah, anyway, definitely. Hey, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for having me. Have a good rest of your day. Well, I hope today's podcast was helpful to you. Uh, not only did you understand maybe a little bit more about the importance of getting pre-approved, about how it's not so scary at all. The lender nor the agent, none of the professionals are going to be passing judgment on you, uh, making you feel bad or feel guilty about your past All we're focused on is helping you right now in the present to have a better future by becoming a homeowner and building equity, building your own wealth in the equity that you do have in your home. That's what we're concerned about. Not how you got in the shape you're in, but how can we help you right now to be ready to buy a home soon or some point down the road because it may take a little bit of effort. Hopefully you got some some uh, some good nuggets out here today. If you're in one of those markets where Becca is, please reach out to her to see if she can help you. She if she doesn't have a loan product that can help you, somebody else might. But start with her. And if you're not in one of those markets, guaranteed rate at rate.com. Again, the links are going to be in the show notes or in the description here, uh, whether you're listening to it on a podcast or watching it on the YouTube channel. Uh, Also, remember, if maybe uh, the pre-approval stuff isn't your thing, maybe you've already have all that taken care of, but you're not sure about some other steps, you can get a score that shows you how ready you are to buy at readytobuyscore.com. Pick a few statements. It tells you exactly where you're at in the process and what you need to focus on. I'll help provide you with a specific game plan for you to become a homeowner. As always, I hope that you'll give us a five-star review that you found this helpful today. You'll share this and you'll actually subscribe to the podcast so that you're the first ones to get any new information that comes out or as soon as new episodes drop. Uh, If you're also thinking about uh, selling a home, you can go to the podcast, getmereadytosell.com or search for it on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for hanging with me today. And um, I look forward to helping you purchase your next home with confidence.